welcome back to This Is Baseball. I am Brandon Johnson. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. So, the talk of the offseason right now is the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los, Angel- the Los Angeles Dodgers have committed over a billion dollars this offseason to two players. And it got me wondering how much pressure this puts on the Dodgers to win multiple championships over the next 10 to 12 seasons. So if you missed it, the Dodgers signed Shohei Otani to a $700 million deal that is structured with deferred payments. So the Dodgers are only going to pay Shohei Otani $2 million a year for the next 10 years. And then, and then after that, the rest of the money will start to kick in. So the Dodgers won't really have to pay Shohei until the year 2034. That's when, that's when the real money comes in. Now the Dodgers also signed Japanese star pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto to a 12-year, $325 million deal. So that's what puts the Dodgers' commitments over a billion dollars between two players. Now, there's a lot of arguments of whether or not this is good for baseball. That's not something that I necessarily want to get into today. That's something that I will be tackling a little bit later down the road because I do have I do have opinions about that, about whether these types of contracts and deals are good about baseball, but now is not the time for that. The focus here is what should we expect from the Dodgers and how much pressure are the Dodgers under to succeed? So in order to look at the Dodgers kind of future with their new acquisitions, I wanted to take a look back at this season and really the last kind of decade of the Los Angeles Dodgers, because everybody knows that the Dodgers have been kind of a juggernaut in the National League and really all of baseball. They're a perennial division champion. Hundred, They win 100 games on a consistent basis and really just kind of dominate the league in the regular season. So let's take a look at the Dodgers. So... I want to take this from kind of the Don Mattingly era to up through the current Dave Roberts era of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So Don Mattingly took over in 2011. It took over for Joe Torre. Some Dodgers teams that kind of weren't performing the way that Los Angeles would want them to. 2011, 2012, the team missed the playoffs, uh, but they got better. Now, 2013 is kind of where the Dodgers' dominance really started. Since 2013, the Dodgers have won the National League West every year outside of 2021 when the Giants decided to win 107 games and win the division. But outside of that, it's been all Dodgers, which you can't be too mad at your team if you just 
pretty much guarantee that you're going to win your division every year because that obviously means that you're also making the playoffs. I would make an argument that the Dodgers have actually underperformed as a franchise in this time. Under Don Mattingly, the Dodgers made the playoffs three times, 2013, 2014, 2015. That 2013 season, they went to the NLCS and lost to the St. Louis Cardinals. And then the next two seasons, they lost in the division series. So three straight division titles to this point and nothing to show for. After the 2015 season, the Dodgers moved on from Don Mattingly. Which I thought at the time was a little bit odd. Because obviously the Dodgers had a really good team. And they're kind of one of those teams where like you can kind of plug in any manager and they'd probably do okay with the roster that they're provided. But uh, they didn't like Don Mattingly anymore, so they moved on from him. And in comes Dave Roberts, who has been their manager since 2016. So Dave Roberts' first season as manager... Obviously, they win the National League West with 91 wins, and they go to the NLCS and lose to the Cubs. The Cubs eventually went on to win that World Series, obviously, and ended their 108-year World Series championship drought. But, okay, Don Mattingly gone, Dave Roberts in, made it one series further than they did in the previous season. Okay. Good for Dave Roberts. Now, fast forward to 2017. Dodgers get to the World Series. And they win 104 games. They were just completely dominant this season. They go to the World Series and... Everybody knows what happened in 2017. This was the year that the Astros won the World Series. Obviously... They had the cheating scandal. There's a lot of controversy surrounding the season, surrounding the series. A lot of people feel like the Dodgers got robbed. Uh, But yeah, the Dodgers lost to the Houston Astros in seven games. All right. So you go to a World Series, feeling really good about that. A lot of teams, you know, can't even dream of going to a World Series, let alone making the playoffs. Okay, you went to a World Series, and you've been making the playoffs. 2018, you managed to get back to the World Series, but you lose again to a really good Red Sox team. Also a Red Sox team that was uh, managed by Alex Cora, who, uh, by the way, was part of the 2017 Astros uh, coaching staff and part of the cheating scandal, so... Uh, Good job, baseball, on that one. 2019. Arguably their best season under Dave Roberts. First-round playoff exit. Completely disappointing. So now you have a pattern of coming up short consistently. You've been to... Seven straight postseasons, and you have 
really nothing to show for it. You've you have two National League championships and then a whole lot of nothing else and some some division banners that you can fly at Dodger Stadium. But this is a team with high expectations. So let's go to 2020. 2020, super weird year. Obviously, we all know what happened in 2020. Season, uh, players were actually in spring training, gearing up for the start of the regular season when, every, when the world halted. And then, you know, through kind of negotiations and some uh, back and forth between the league and the Players Associ- Association, the 2020 season ends up being a 60-game season and expanded playoffs. Now, it's well documented at this point that the Dodgers are a really good regular season. They're completely dominant. So a 60-game season would fare really well for them because they're going to play probably 80-ish games total if they were to win the World Series. And that's exactly what happened. 2020, the Dodgers finally, finally won that World Series after coming up short in two of them. They finally won it. Now, here's the issue with the 2020 championship is it was that abbreviated 60-game season. So in a lot of people's eyes, along with other major sports that were played, like the NBA championship, the Lakers won that season. And a lot of people look at that season as not a legitimate championship. And that's how a lot of people see the Dodgers championship is that's great, but do it in an actual full season. And I kind of see the point, like I actually get it because it's like, okay, that it took an abbreviated season where you played less than half of your actual season to win a championship. Does that really count? And for me, I kind of go back and forth on it, but at the end of the day, you play the same amount of games. You played the same season as the rest of the league. So good on them. But since then in 2021 NLCS exit 22 NLDS 23 NLDS. Now, 2022, they won 111 games. That was by far their best season under Dave Roberts. This is when, this is kind of when the, or this is exactly when, rather, that the playoff expansion happened, where we went from five playoff teams to six playoff teams. The top two teams got a bye. There's a lot of back and forth of, is it really an advantage in baseball to have a bye week to get time off because baseball is so uh, big on routine and momentum. And if you're going to have a team sit for a week, they're going to lose all that momentum and get cold. And those wildcard teams are going to kind of run the table on those teams that had a bye. Happened to the Braves, who won the championship in 2021. Happened to the Dodgers. Actually happened to both of them in back-to-back seasons in 2021 or 2022 and 2023. The only team that has kind of, I know we're kind of getting off subject here, but the only team that has kind of been able to beat the the narrative that rest isn't good is the Houston Astros. Obviously, they won the World Series in 2022, being one of those 
see teams that got a buy. Uh, they went deep in the playoffs in 2023 as well. They lost in the championship series to the Texas Rangers. So it's a big debate that I actually have uh, an episode on that you can check out. It's called You Don't Like It, Play Better. I'll link it in the description. But anyway, back to the Dodgers. So since 2013, again, they have won their division every single season outside of 2021 when the Giants won and they have one World Series ring in a COVID abbreviated season to show for it. So we get to this offseason. I think the Dodgers are completely embarrassed by how they performed in the 2023 postseason uh, because they're completely awful. Their pitching was bad. Their offense was bad. They are a star-studded team even before these signings that they made. You have Freddie Freeman. You have Mookie Betts. Both of those players were MVP finalists. You had two MVP finalists on your team. A lot of people can't even dream of having one. So it goes to show you that you can have the best players in the world on your team. It doesn't necessarily matter because... Baseball is just not built that way. You don't have one player that kind of impacts everything. It's not like getting, you know, being a quarterback away. That's not how baseball works for obvious reasons. Um, But you bring in a guy like Shohei Otani who can hit uh, and he can pitch. And he does both of those things extremely well. And obviously... The Dodgers are a team that are gonna that are gonna try to jump on that. Between Shohei Otani and Yamamoto, they've added these players to an already, like I said, an already great mix of talent. I already mentioned Freddie Freeman, perennial MVP candidate, Mookie Betts. You could make an argument that he's a top three player in the league. James Outman had a nice rookie season. Max Muncy, the pitching staff, they added Tyler Glass now from the from the Rays. They brought him in and extended him. So he's going to be the ace on their staff. They, all, they still have Walker Bueller. And Dustin May hopefully will be coming back healthy. It's a team that is completely stacked with the addition of Shohei Otani. So it kind of brings me to, you know, after the review of kind of how the Dodgers have been over the last decade and what they've accomplished, I would, again, I'd be in the camp that they have underperformed. I think that they probably should have won. They probably should have won like three titles, honestly, in the last decade, just kind of based on the dominance that they had in the roster that they had they had one of the greatest pitchers in Clayton Kershaw on the planet definitely of his generation that outside of 2020 just could not seem to pitch well in the postseason so looking ahead to now I think number one you got to keep winning division championships because I think anything less something really bad happened and you have 
too much talent on your roster to not win your division when you have the Giants who kind of don't really know what they're doing. They're probably going to be better next season. Uh, Diamondbacks, honestly, I know they went to the World Series, but they were an 84-win team kind of up in the air for me. Padres kind of unloading some talent. Don't really know what they're going to look like this season. And then the Rockies are just, they're just happy to be here. So this is really going to be the Dodgers division to run for the foreseeable future. But that's not enough. It's how many championships can you win in the time that you have Shohei Otani on your roster? And I think that, I think obviously the Dodgers would take one championship and they'd probably say that it was worth it. But I think that they have to, I think they have to win two while he is there and it doesn't have to be back to back it can be one this year and then one you know nine years from now but and now that I'm saying that I feel like the Dodgers need to win three for it to make sense but because obviously they've kind of set the table that they're willing to spend or that they're going to spend and they're going to really kind of push the market there and I don't think that that's going to stop with Otani and Yamamoto I think that they're going to be a team that's going to try and, you know, for lack of a better term, try to buy their way into a championship. And we've seen in the past that just throwing a bunch of money at players doesn't work. I mean, you look at literally, you don't have to look too far. Last season, the New York Mets had a payroll of about $350 million and they were sellers at the trade deadline. They missed the playoffs entirely, and now they're now they're trying to rebuild. So... The Dodgers need to win a couple titles, I think. Uh, but the problem is doing this, doing all of this, just it just doesn't guarantee anything for anybody. But I do think it's going to be fun to watch the Dodgers play. They've always been a fun group to watch on this run that they've been on. But Shohei Otani, regardless of whatever team he signed with, he could have signed with a small market team, Cincinnati, Kansas City, whoever. And he is appointment television. He When, when Shohei Otani's career is over, it is likely that he will be the greatest baseball player ever when it's all said and done. He has done so many things that you just do not see athletes do. So I hope it works out for the Dodgers. Obviously, things did not go the way that we thought they would with the Los Angeles Angels. He spent six seasons with the Angels uh, playing along Mike Trout, and they never even sniffed the playoffs. They were a completely mediocre baseball team and have absolutely nothing to show for having two of the best players that the game has seen in a very long time. I think the Dodgers are a significantly better run organization than the Angels ever have been. They have one of the best executives in Andrew Friedman uh, in the game running their team. And it's funny, Shohei Otani's contract actually has a clause in it where he can opt out if... Andrew Friedman is let go. So you got to feel good if you're free, if you're Andrew Friedman, because 
what that says is Shohei Otani wants some stability in the organization that he is being a part of. And that pretty much, unless something just catastrophic happens, that pretty much means that Andrew Friedman is going to be with the Dodgers for a significantly long time, as long as Otani's there. Yeah, the Dodgers, though, have invested over a billion dollars into players this offseason, and it is absolutely wild. This wraps up the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, too. Like, super exciting to kind of see what he happened. A lot of people a lot of people thought that he was going to be a billion-dollar player, and maybe, maybe his contract would have been higher if he didn't have the injury history that he does. Because obviously in 2024, he's not going to pitch. He's just going to hit. So maybe if he's healthy, like are we talking 800, 850, 900 for Shohei? Obviously, we will never know. But Dodgers are going to be interesting to watch over the next decade. They got a lot of pressure on them to succeed. And we'll see if they're up to the task. That is all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. 